Greetings to those who watch below. As we're all stuck inside for the time being, what better way to unwind than by listening to some truly creepy cryptid stories. Creature by the Side of the Road by Mandy My daughter and I were on the way to my parents' house on a Sunday afternoon in early October. It was about seven or eight years ago, but I remember every detail still. All of my family lives within a few miles of each other, in rural eastern Tennessee. So every Sunday, my mum cooks a huge dinner, and we all show up to eat and spend the evening together. Anyway, as I rounded a sharp curve in the road, I immediately had to swerve to my left to avoid hitting something. It wasn't exactly in the road, but was sitting on the very edge of the asphalt, with its back turned to the road and its legs stretched out in front of it on someone's driveway. It never reacted to my car coming near it, so I thought someone had placed a dummy there to scare people. Remember, it was almost Halloween. I got a closer look at it as I came to a near stop, and I saw it had on a shiny-looking black coat. Judging from the way its legs were positioned, it may have been three foot tall when standing, but for some reason, what sticks with me the most was its hair. It was very long, and very similar to its coat in colour, and the shiny, almost oily, black appearance of it. Well, okay, someone put a stuffed dummy in the road, just drive around it and go on. I was doing just that, when it turned and looked at us. My daughter was in the front passenger seat, so she was closer to it than I, but we both clearly saw it. Its face was like a black, wrinkled, rotten apple. And that's pretty much all I can say about it, because I vacated the area in a hurry. When we arrived at my mum's and began to tell her what we had seen, my cousin interrupted halfway through and finished describing it. She lives about a mile from where we saw it, and just the night before had seen something short and black cross through her yard, heading for the woods behind her house. We never saw it again, but heard of a few local people who had spotted something similar in the area. I wish now I'd stayed to observe it instead of driving away. I hope to see it again someday. The West Texas Ghost Town Flyer by Mamina In 2005, my husband and I moved back to my early childhood town to care for a dying sibling. Soon after we arrived, he passed away. Due to the fact that there is a family ranch that my brother and I previously cared for, we decided to stay and become the new caretakers, even though the town we were in had become little more than a ghost town and is located literally in the middle of nowhere. Through the years, my family had endured many strange encounters in our previous home, and I shared all of the tales with my husband, who was amused, but never really believed anything weird had happened. Then, early one morning, I was awakened to him shouting down the hall in the living room of our current abode. I ran in to see him waving his arms round and shouting, Get out of here! I looked around to see what he was shouting at, and didn't see anything. He said, Watch out! There's a bat in here. I laughed and questioned how a bat could possibly enter a well-sealed room. We waited, and suddenly, a large creature came crawling up from behind the couch. Only, it wasn't a bat at all. It was the Black Witch Moth. It's a real creature that grows to be as big as a bat, and has a distinct pattern on its wings that looks like a skull's face. My mother used to say, if you see one, it means someone is about to die. Superstition, of course, 
but it made me remember the childhood experiences that I related to my husband. Then, as it flew around us, at the front door that my husband had opened in his attempts to get it to fly out, a huge black rat suddenly appeared and walked right in. I screamed and jumped into the dining room, which made the rat go under the couch. After quite some time, the rat suddenly came out from under the couch, looked straight at us, then casually walked right out the front door. I told my husband that these creatures were present due to witchcraft. Someone in the town didn't want us there, and they were sending their curse to try and scare us away. I had already been warned by a neighbour that someone was praying that we would leave. After this incident, it was almost 4am, so my husband made a pot of coffee and we decided to leave the front door open in case the moth should also decide to find its way out. We took our cups of joe and went out the back door to our covered patio. The patio was about 30 foot long with a metal roof. My husband, trying to forget what we were experiencing, began to tell me a story from his work in the oil business. As he was relating a funny story about a driver who wrecked his tanker due to his own nonsense, we suddenly heard a large flapping of wings, and a loud thud right above us on the roof of the patio. I said, wow, how big is that bird? We laughed, and he continued his story when we realised that the bird was walking across the roof. We could hear the footsteps, and the timbers were spilling particles on us due to the weight of the bird. My husband jumped up and whispered, I have the flashlight, so I'm going to go down to the sidewalk in front of their porch and shine it up on the roof and see what's up there. That is no bird. When he shone the light, he suddenly shouted, Quick, get in the house now! I didn't hesitate, and before I could even get through the back door, he was at my back pushing me in. I asked him, What did you see? And he said, A human head and a large black body with wings. He ran to get his gun, and I ran to get the video camera. We stayed outside until the sun came up, shining light on and around the house, but we found nothing. At daybreak, my husband climbed onto the house and walked the entire roof, including the porch roof, and he said there was nothing. No footprints, no feathers, nothing but dirt. In my photos, all I got were a million globes, which one of my friends said were probably just dust particles. But he said, the fact that there was so much dust in the air means something had to disturb it. At around 10am, the moth finally flew out on its own. Many more incidents occurred during our stay in this haunted ghost town and at our ranch. We stayed eight years. It wasn't fear that caused us to finally move back to civilization. I needed to get closer to my clients, as I'm a private consultant and got tired of driving hundreds of miles for meetings and to conduct training classes. We still plan to move back there someday, because we love the beauty and quiet of the isolation. Not Only Folklore by Cloudy I grew up on a farm in a very rural area, basically in the deep forests of northern Sweden. I've always been very close to nature and spiritualism, even though I've lived in huge cities for years now and not really been in touch with Sweden or nature. I've had quite a lot of strange, unexplainable things happen to me over the years, and I've never doubted that there are ghosts or spirits. I find it easy to discuss the paranormal with pretty much anyone. However, the story I'm about to share is different for me, 
and is not really something I've discussed with anyone before. My dad is this super macho hunter guy. Basically, all my memories of him is from us hunting, fishing, camping and tracking. He taught me everything I know about surviving in the wild. This story takes place on such a camping trip. We were two families going together. I, who was about six years old at the time, with my dad, my two older sisters and our dog. The other family I vaguely remember being a couple, their son, the same age as me, and an older sister. Being at such a young age, there are a fair few details that I don't remember, but the parts I do, I remember perfectly clearly. We set up our tents on the top of a mountain, near a lake deep in the forest. Our tent was clear blue, and the other family had this horrible mustard yellow tent. The day was as brilliant as only childhood memories can be. We were playing all day, laughing, running, making up stories, scrubbing our knees when exploring the forest. We saw leeches in the water near the shore, but didn't care and jumped in anyway. In the evening, we had the fire going, grilling hot dogs on sticks. We went to sleep, and my dad, as always, lay down on his back with his arms wide open, to allow all three of us to sleep with them as a pillow. Me and my sister shared one of the arms, while my other sister was on his other side, with the dog sleeping by her feet. I don't know why, but even after Dad had been telling us multiple stories and fell asleep himself, I wasn't able to do so. I was listening to the forest. It was still awake too. There were no people except for us for miles and miles. I wasn't scared, as there is nothing that I love more than being in a Swedish forest. Suddenly, the dog is awake and listening to something too. Being a hunting dog, she is clearly marking something right outside the tent door. When the zipper of the tent door slowly starts to open, I can see that she is frightened. I get scared too, and try to wake up my sister. The dog backs up, standing near my sister's head and staring intensely at the door. Although, she stays perfectly quiet, and I think this is what urges me to stay quiet too. I did not dare to move and tried to discreetly push my sister awake while whispering her name repeatedly. She doesn't wake up, and the door is now fully open. What I saw standing there was the strangest thing I have ever seen. This little creature, short enough to stand tall in the door without bending over. I know it sounds weird, but the best way I can describe it is that it looked like a little devil. Such a thing you might see in a cartoon. His face was sort of lumpy and red. He had black hair. But the thing I remember most is the expression on his face. He sort of looked around the tent with this weirded out look in his eyes. I pretended to sleep and had my eyes almost shut. It was as if he just wanted to check out who we were and what we were doing there. He simply looked around, seemed satisfied with that, and zipped closed the tent again. My dog settled down shortly after and I managed to wake up my sister, who told me it was just a dream. I know for sure it wasn't, and I remember it so clearly still. The Wendigo by Artesthesia In September of 2016, I was driving up the Bighorn Mountains above Buffalo, Wyoming. Just like every trip, I packed accordingly. Two bottles of water, six Nutri-Grain bars, and my loaded handgun. 
I drove up four or five times a week, never worrying on ghost stories or monsters. As far as I knew, these mountains were harmless, besides predators seldomly seen and weather interference. But something in me changed on that September day. Instead of going to my usual neck of the woods, I went to a remote campsite known as Hettinger, 15 miles up from town. It's a beautiful place where, if you cross the fence, you can climb to a peak and see for days. As I was looking over the majestic snow-covered landscape, I saw a tall, slender figure marching through the blanket of powder. Normally I would drop it as a hunter on the move, but Hettinger was far from any known hunting locations. To this day, I wish I would have packed up and left. I wish I didn't peek through my binoculars, but sometimes securing curiosity is the only safe option. I'll never let myself forget the moment I peered through the cold glass over the winter plateau. As I focused my lenses and the figure came to clarity, I dropped behind the rocks. It was looking at me, as if it could see me. That would be impossible for a human. I was a thousand feet away, or more, hidden by a rock and within the tree line. I peeked back up, using only the top of my head to look again. It was just standing there, sniffing the air and looking at me. My heart sank, and I couldn't move. I was frozen in fear. About 200 feet behind me was a small rock cave big enough to squeeze into and deep enough to hide in the dark. I slowly made my way, inching backwards. I took one last look and noticed it was sprinting toward me. I moved as fast as possible to the hole and tucked in. The moment I made it, the creature was standing feet from where I was. Its skin was damp in appearance and grey. It also had long hands and fingers to match that turned to dagger-like nails. I cupped my mouth to hide my breathing, which became a challenge due to the cold, but as I moved my hand, a rock tumbled. I looked down at the rock, just to look back up and see its cold eyes peering through the hole. It was almost as if it couldn't see me, but it knew something was there. I stood still as a statue. It reached in, almost grasping my pack. After five minutes that felt like forever, it gave up and took back to sniffing. I waited there in shock, and a daunting weight of fright casting over me every moment in passing. It quickly got dark as night fell, and it finally wandered off. I waited until I felt assured to poke my head out. I took a look around and saw nothing, not even a footprint. I took time in watching my steps to stay quiet, and made my way back down to my car. I used my key to unlock it, rather than using the button lock. I got in and sank down and took a last look around. I finally found courage enough to crank my car and began to drive down the trail to the main highway. As I was just about turned around, I saw it. It stood as tall as the trees and stared at me. I hit the gas and fishtailed, but I made it. As I reached the main road, it was in pursuit and was keeping up. After a few miles, I looked back, and it was gone. To this day, I haven't been back, not even to that region of the mountains. After doing some research, I found several myths about the creature and its origins. I believe you should too. It's quite unique. Thank you so much for listening to today's tales. I hope to be doing some more very, very soon. If you did like the story and want to hear more, 
feel free to like, share and also subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Any comments down below, I'll be looking to answer as many as possible. And also, if you've got an idea for a story or something that you want to share, feel free to hit me up. I've left my uh, email down in the description box below. So, until next time, sleep tight.